All right, welcome to episode number 167 of Agency Journey. And this week, I've got the pleasure of bringing on Tom Pritchard from Skypoint. Tom, first of all, people Tom are going to... Tom Pritchard. Hey, Tom Pritchard. It's, uh, the, uh, the American accent is always uh, an interesting take on the, uh, the Pritchard. <laughs> well, so, so say it. Say it the way that you would say it. Oh, it, you know what? It's, uh, it's, we say it over here as Pritchard. I was, you know, that was the, uh, that was going to my head is, is it Pritchard where there's more of an accent on the second half or is it Pritchard? The, uh, well, hey, it's, it's, what, it's whatever it, uh, whatever it comes out as. <laughs> I think it's <laughs> whatever you want me to be. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. So people already have identified. You're not from around the U S originally. Where are you guys no, located? No. Yeah, we're, we're based in Sydney, Australia, just at, um, at, at actually in a uh, suburb called St. Peter's, which is literally um, just before where the airport runway is in Sydney. So we have the uh, airports. In fact, we actually have one of the lights for the runways uh, on the approach to Sydney on our roof. <laughs> the wow. uh, runway lights. Yeah. Which is quite wow. interesting. There's a, there's a little trivia fact for you. Um, well, that's great. So SkyPoint, the agency, tell us a little bit about the agency itself, services, that kind of stuff. Yeah, cool. So um, SkyPoint now, we've been running SkyPoint. I uh, started it in my, uh, in my bedroom in uh, about 2000 and uh, started 2014 um, and really began with kind of web development services um, and a little bit of um, Google uh, PPC, that kind of stuff, AdWords and um, SEO. I came from a, I actually came from a, um, a background working on directory websites. Um, I don't know if you've hmm. if you'd ever heard of um, Hotfrog. Ever heard of Hotfrog at all? I don't think so. Like, yeah, it was it was a really big thing in Australia about five six years ago. Basically, it was like one of these big data farm slash directory yellow pages type sites, okay. um, but more industry slash vertical specific. So it looked at things like you know franchise businesses, and then it had a big directory about you know agricultural businesses, and it had a big directory about you know. Um, electronics and and um and uh you know in, industrial businesses so um yeah it was a huge behemoth of a of a business and grew really well when google was optimized and and uh you know being taken advantage of by directory sites basically right. and then uh very quickly google uh when they worked out oh this isn't working very well for us we're not uh, sending users to a very good place when we send them to these directories uh yeah from that point forward, it was a uh, it was a butcher fest of uh, of our uh, business models, and uh, we ended up uh, in a situation where uh, yeah the businesses started to kind of really die out. Um, and in in doing so, I learned a lot about Google, I suppose, and uh, that's where I started SkyPoint. So um, from that, we've kind of moved, we've grown, we're now in a little office here, and uh, yeah, we uh, we focus on really delivering uh, value for small to medium businesses, um, mainly service type businesses like um, uh, accountants, uh, lawyers, and then dental practices okay. um, and not-for-profits, providing them with um, digital transformation and uh, conversion services. So if we break it down roughly into percentages, what, and I realize that this can get skewed if you're managing ad spend <laughs> for people, because yeah, I've had people telling you ninety percent of our revenue is PPC, but it turns mm. out forty percent of their work is PPC. It's just that they're counting all the ad spend that they're managing. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, as yeah, part yeah. Of revenue. 
But if we just break it down kind of as far as percentages of work, what's on the, like, are you still doing web development and that stuff? What's PPC? What are the main service pillars and roughly, and it obviously not exact, but just roughly the yeah, ballpark. Yeah. Where is it at? Yeah. So it's funny. We, we actually, um, if you looked at each of our clients, uh, I suppose it's, it's probably a good way to divide it up. So most of our clients that we work with, we actually do some level of PPC work with them. Yeah. Um, and and we normally work so we we all we work on basically retainers for all clients so all of our clients are built on um, a month a monthly kind of retained program and yep. we we kind of work with them over a three month kind of cycle for each of you know okay. for, for each client so when you're looking at a at a three month cycle that'll normally include um, starting from PPC services. Um, and conversion optimization services. So that's like basically PPC and landing pages. Right. Um, and then once they've kind of established that, they then move into an, into the kind of starting a content marketing slash growth-driven design style business, uh, sorry, growth-driven design style um, optimization of their website. And then yep. it moves from there into some more content marketing. And then it moves from there into real, you know, a bit more kind of extensive um, you know, inbound marketing with some sales enablement services as well. But the entire time we always leverage PPC, um, you know, as a base okay. level of activity. In terms of revenue and percentage wise, we'd look at probably, uh, wow, okay, probably about at least 50% of our work slash revenue is generated from, um, and that's service revenue from PPC. Right, right. Okay. So, when someone comes to you and I love that you broke it down in terms of like, we have a client journey generally defined for here's how people are going to go through this program. There's a space level, but then we've got, you're ready for different things at different times in your business. Yeah. Um, how much of that do clients know about upfront? Like, are you breaking down? Here's the whole journey that you'll go through and we'll start with this. Or are you introducing it as they get to that point? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. And something that we, we've kind of uh, toyed with in terms of the way we approach the uh, the journey style or the, you know, the, the roadmap. Do we present to clients? Do we tell them what where they're going to go from day one? Um, so we, we've actually created a little bit of a um, an actual kind of roadmap or a sim simplistic digital transformation map, we call it. Yeah. Um, we call it the digital, uh, yeah, the digital growth, growth system. And um, it's basically only got four segments to it. Um, but under each segment, there's three channels. So just to, to go understand how it works, you've got attention-driven uh, services. You've then got experience-driven services, uh, then relationship-driven services, and then um, uh, the last one's insights, so building insights. So okay. um, attention is all about your gaining traffic into your website, getting attention into your business. That's things like AdWords, PPC, social, that kind of stuff. Yep. Experience is all about the stuff on the site, you know, providing a good user experience, building landing pages, yep. um, you know, um, optimizing and, and um, you know, creating kind of, um, you know, personalized experiences on your on your website, that kind of shit, all that kind of stuff. Yep, yep. Um, and then you've got uh, relationships, which is all about CRM integration, marketing automation, that kind of stuff. And then finally, insights is obviously all of the, um, you know, looking at like consulting services, business development and business growth, okay. digital transformation kind of guidance, um, and also analytics and making sure that you can measure all of it as well. Right. 
Um, that's awesome to have it huh. all outlined like that and to have that journey in place. And that's something that a lot of people toy with and, and so, somewhat struggle with is how do I not, how do I have someone bought into the whole plan that I want, but also yeah. how do I not overwhelm them and over complicate the sales yeah. process? How do we get them in? And then they'll learn as they go. Okay. Here's what we need. Yeah. So because it's a, it's a channel system where we've got three channels under each, uh, kind of category. Yeah. Um, it works really effectively when we can turn around to a client and say, look, these are the things that we could do to help you establish a, a really valuable kind of digital platform or digital asset system here. Um, but we only need to start by making sure we've got one channel in each segment or in right. each uh, in, in each pillar. So right. in attention, we don't start them by going, okay, well, we've got digital advertising, we've got SEO activities, and we've got content development. They're the three items that we can do to drive attention. We don't start them by going all out and putting all three into their business, but we start them out and say, right, let's start with digital ads. Let's put some search ads together. Let's target your, you know, uh, if you're selling, I don't know, uh, you know, fishing rods, let's target people looking for fishing rods on Google. Uh, then let's make sure you got a landing page in your website that's optimized and, you know, going to drive, drive action and drive sales. Um, let's make sure you've got a CRM attached, HubSpot or something like that that's connected up so we're actually you know, being able to follow up with customers. Uh, let's yep. make sure we got an analytics plugged in. That, as a start out, is always something that if they can see and make sense of that, it's, yeah. Right. It, it, it provides guidance and, you know, I think provides a lot of value for them and they don't feel like it's, oh, God, it's overwhelming. Right. I think that simplifying that initial, someone getting into the business is huge because all you need to do is earn their trust is just formed by consistently meeting or exceeding expectations. And so if you can set some basic expectations and meet those and exceed those. You're able to expand um, much easier than now. Nah, obviously there needs to be some filtering. Then you have some understanding yeah. of if your goal is, I guess the where people I think get this wrong is if your goal is to wind up with retainers that are five to 10 grand a month <laughs> or whatever, the best way to do that is not to start someone at $200 a month um, yeah. because you're just fighting a huge uphill battle. The people who anyone who would pay five or 10 grand for a retainer a month is probably going to laugh at someone yeah. offering a $200 retainer a month. So you do need to be smart about how you set that up. Um, yeah. But it makes a lot of sense. The biggest value we ever got from, um, you know, from any component, whether, whether providing a roadmap or whatever was actually, I did a lot of work around financial modeling. Um, mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm kind of a real, you know, quietly, I'm a bit of a massive spreadsheet nerd. So what I, what I would like to do back in, you know, when I was first kind of, building up the business was I would like to look at uh, potential clients and then I'd like to look, you know, and start formula, um, creating formulas to kind of work out, okay, if we were able to generate this for the, for this client, what would that look like over, you know, over time? Um, you know, so what we found was we'd be turning up to client meetings and providing them with this forecasted model, which they'd look at and they'd be like, wow, we've never seen this before. We've never seen a, an agency come in here. And it's like, wow, you guys have actually done your homework and worked out exactly what it looks like uh, in terms of performance. One of the real benefits with PPC is you can, once you start to get data in, you can very quickly showcase how that will scale for their business mm -hmm. um, by just adjusting some, some of the, uh, you know, some of the stats within those, um, within the outcomes of the, uh, of the program. So um, very, very valuable. And that's definitely been the biggest winner for us in terms of generating bigger retainer numbers right for us well let me ask this question 
because well actually i'm gonna back up a little bit what does the team look like right now for sky point um uh yeah actually we're trying to find someone a, a new person at the moment so um okay. a little bit uh it, it's a little bit uh, and that's someone in, in the office here so uh in the office here we have um you know two full-timers but we've we've got a third on a on a part-time level we're looking for another full-timer here at the moment um and then we've got four uh four people who work um externally to the company um and i gotta say yeah i think for the most part three out of four of them are nearly full-time with us now and they're working external okay that's awesome Hey, I hope you're enjoying this episode of Agency Journey. I'm Andrew. I'm a co-host here on the podcast, and I'm a founder of Zen Pilot. If you enjoy this podcast, we would love a five-star review and a comment on where you're listening from and what you're getting out of this podcast. You could drop that over on iTunes or Stitcher, wherever you're listening to the podcast today. And while you're there, make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you get the updates as they come out. And if you want to engage with other agency owners that are enjoying this podcast, join our community. Head over to agencyjourneyinsiders.com. That's going to take you to our special private Facebook group, a collection of owners from around the world who are on their own journey to build their own agency. So head over to agencyjourneyinsiders.com. Join the group today. And if you're at a point where you're ready for some help and you want to implement processes and systems to scale your agency, you can head over to zenpilot.com slash free training. And there you can watch a special 19 minute training presentation where we walk through the exact process that we use at Zenpilot to help agencies implement processes and systems so they can scale their business without reinventing the wheel for every client. And that allows agency owners to pull out of the weeds and spend more time working on their business. So hope you're enjoying the content here today. We'd love it if you join our community and we can't wait to hear where you are in your agency journey. Now back to the show. With a relatively small team that's growing mm. right now, my question to a lot of agencies is like, where do you stop here? So you've got, you're trying to service the whole life cycle that people have and they have these needs. But if the bulk of your revenue is coming from, uh, from paid search or, mm. or paid ads, and that's the part that uh, presumably, and I don't know whether this is true or not, but you'd think like that's probably the core skill set or the sweet, the the biggest sweet spot for you. Not that you can't provide value in the other areas. Is there a point where you say no to certain services so that you can focus on what you do, or is it more about building a certain size of client? And where I'm ultimately going to go is this is a common question. This is like partially for your specific situation, but partially for other agencies to hear. Mm. Um, I think the biggest thing that agencies or one of the biggest mistakes that agencies make is they they understand rightfully so all the needs that a client has and they try especially early on they try to service them all themselves because obviously it's more revenue mm. early on you need revenue mm. you always you not that there's ever a point where you don't need revenue um, hmm. but what they do is they wind up diluting they have this sweet spot which is you know 20% of the total services that they probably offer are they actually like really world class yeah. at yeah. And but the the temptation to keep saying yes distracts them from actually building on that that strong that strength that they already have. Yeah. So how do you, how do you think about all that? Yeah, I mean, it's something that we caused a lot of trauma for ourselves early in the piece, that's for sure. Um, you know, uh the the first couple of years there were a number of clients that we had which you know, what even going into them I knew it was the wrong thing for us to be working with them. We you know, uh 
you can you can sense it immediately and and I don't know why you can sense it but you can yep. um you know it's not a good idea to go with the, this client whether it's because the client doesn't have this you know uh, they're not a good fit from a kind of what you can provide as a as an agency um for example we aren't a great design agency so to speak we don't have a lot of strength in design area in the design area I don't see design very well I'm not a really visually design savvy person um but then from a kind of um, from the other side of that strategic wise and kind of when it comes to the sheer numbers on campaigns and, you know, putting together really high, highly profitable, you know, um, conversion centric campaigns, that's what we're brilliant at. Right. So you're 100% right. Doubling down on those activities has been something that we've been, you know, we've, we've, we've now in the last kind of 12 months really kind of centralized our focus in saying that I think for us it's more the type of business that we're working with that defines whether or not we're going to fit well with them. So, yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah so like, uh, for example, we, we work, work really well, or we've worked well in the past with businesses such as like, um, uh, service based B2B businesses. So yeah. that's like, um, uh, consultancies slash, um, accountants, lawyers, those kind of businesses. Right. Um, and we currently have a number of those on our books at the moment. Um, then on, um, another area is dental practices. Um, and we've found that the services that we can provide for all of these types of businesses, um, yes, PPC always comes up. PPC is always useful for all those types of businesses, but we find ourselves generating, um, you know, uh, you know, partners in the areas that we're not so amazing at, um, but yeah, it, it, it's it's been very much a case of for us making sure we're not going outside of the realms of hey we're not going to go and jump into a retail shoe shop all of a sudden like right. you know um, which in the past we've done you know we've we've tried doing that before right um, and not understanding how their businesses work 100% not being able to uh, showcase value fast enough or within their expectations and not being able to deliver services that are really what they need um it just it yeah it, it man it's what brings you know just disaster into every every conversation and just can create so much havoc in the agency so right very important so i'm trying to think of those types of services you're working with obviously you've got a relatively high ticket price so unlike a pair of shoes you know selling a pair of shoes that's mm. not that profit versus yeah. something that's uh, more profit now. I don't know whether that's a big, but just some of the differentiators. Are you working normally um, with these small businesses? Are, are you normally their outsourced marketing team? Do they sometimes have one mm. person working, or is there ever a team that you run into where you're yeah. augmenting a full marketing team? What does that look like? Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, I, I think um, in answering that first kind of um, query in, in, that you had in your mind there, which was uh, like high ticket item and, you know, uh, like those kind of, you know, high level price services. Um, we found that it's actually more so to do with a business that has services that someone kind of inquires about and okay. then goes and makes a purchase. So, um, it's, yep. yeah, not like a, re it's, it's not where someone jumps online, buys it online, gets it sent to them. It's not an Amazon. We're not an Amazon style kind of, uh, yeah, optimization firm. Um, we really uh, work with the more kind of complex sales processes and helping helping businesses who have those in their in their uh, business model 
make sure that they're completely running as, as, as efficiently as possible. Um, and I think that comes from the modeling perspective, having that ability to model it out. Um, what was that second part of the question you asked? Sorry, just so say again. I was asking about um, who your primary contacts are internally, whether that's like directly with an owner or a one-person marketing team or a full marketing team. What, have you found a difference there? Yeah. Um, so the, our, our, our best clients that we, we get along the best with and, and generate the most revenue out of, because this is an agency podcast, would be clients that have actually got um, – they'll normally actually have one a marketing person like a marketing staff member or a marketing um a head of marketing but no more than one yep um and uh yeah generally they'll be you know of mid to you know junior to mid level in terms of their expertise okay um but yeah we essentially take we definitely take their full digital marketing um kind of all of the activities around their digital activities we take that over, um, and uh, yeah, but but essentially, we've found the best op- uh, operations for us is when we're working with someone that's dedicated to marketing to an extent. Right, that makes sense. Cool. Well, it's helpful to just kind of learn about what's worked for you guys um, and where the services are right now. I guess one other question that I like to ask agency owners that's helpful, and especially to have someone from Australia, someone who's working on the paid ad side of things mm. predominantly, which is a little bit different from most of the guests who we've had on, but just around the tool stack that they're using. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously you mentioned spreadsheets, but mm-hmm. um, what are like, what are the, not necessarily little known, but um, you know, obviously everyone's using Google Analytics. Everyone's using a, a couple core tools, but outside yeah. of that, are there any uh, special tools that you guys can't live without? Um. Yeah. I mean, look, we, and, and, we are absolutely uh, kind of suckers for tools. I got to say, we we've tried. I reckon we've tried literally everything to a degree. Uh, you know, there are so many out there, but we've tried a lot of them. Um, one of the activities we do every quarter is actually go through Tom's uh, credit card bill and um, go through all of the things that I've signed up for and yep. ensure that we cancel out of the ones that are starting to charge us. That we that I'll go. I don't even know what that is. So you know. It's like one of those things where, uh, but that, that's part of it. You got to try all of the tools. I think it's it's part of what we do, and you got to have an awareness of what's out there and what's available because there are some really amazing tools, especially when you're talking about PPC. Um, I've got to say, for PPC, we used to use uh, tools to help us actually implement and manage PPC work. Um, so we used to use things like WordStream and that, and they are awesome products. Um, but I got oh, you're still there. Yep. Oh, sorry. You just yep. yeah. You just um um. But in saying that, uh, yeah. So we used to use products like WordStream. Uh, we also had used AdStage. I think yep. it's called. Or, okay. Yeah. I got to say, Google have actually done an incredible job at at updating and and um you know improving the actual Google Ads experience. Um, and so we actually just use the raw Google Ads hmm. uh, mm-hmm. platform now. Um. And yeah, I mean, I imagine that's a big struggle for for businesses like WordStream and that because Google are getting so amazingly um, efficient at creating tools to help the ads nearly, you know, uh, self-manage a lot of the uh, activity within. Um, In terms of management tools, HubSpot's also one that we are heavily um, invested in ourselves and also partner with, obviously. Um, That's for all the kind of CRM, marketing software, all that stuff. Right. 
for project management, we've actually been started, well, yeah, my, my staff, my team, when they hear this, are going to be laughing their heads off because they're going to be like, we, the amount of arguments we have about all this stuff is, uh, has been a, a, a crazy point of the, of the agency. We used to be using um, Accelo. Yep. Um, we've found as we've started to grow, that uh, hasn't necessarily been the best fit for us because of as we scale um, the, the, you know, the expense of it per, per head. Um, and we've found that we've generally been more, uh, we've found a, a close knit, um, working relationship with, uh, with base camp at the moment, hmm, which okay. has been working really well for us. So, um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. I think tool sets are, uh, a very dangerous question to kind of put in front of agency owners, especially early in or young agency owners when you're kind of growing in that kind of first couple of years. Because it's so hard to pick the right ones, and there's so many to choose from. Yeah. So um, you know, we, and and you can lose yourself. You can just lose where, and then you all of a sudden look back and you go, oh, I don't even know what we're doing anymore. <laughs> You're 100 percent right. There's an abundance of tools out there. Everyone's got their own sweet spot, um, and it is easy to just look at and say, let's just try them out until we find one. I yeah. think that was a huge eye opener for us with Do and Bound and entering the project management software space was um kind of the mistake that we made as well of thinking like the software is gonna solve our problems for us instead of saying yeah we're gonna write out the job description and instead of hiring a person this time we're gonna hire a tool to complete this job so here's exactly what we're trying to accomplish with project management and if we have those things then we're good to go now obviously there's a little bit of trial and error here because most agency owners aren't actually able to sit down and write out here's exactly what our what my project management software needs to do and that list winds up being a combination of the things that they actually are correct on that do need um, they do need their project management software to do, and then also part of the list is just all the features that they've heard about in tools that they wouldn't actually use, but um, or maybe would use once or twice. They're not actually core components, but they've heard about, and so they would say, "Well, this needs to be on our list." And so getting that narrowed down to, "Okay, here's what we actually need to get done," mm-hmm. and then ultimately just finding one that does those things and sticking with it but it's hard and like you mentioned it's helpful to stay on top of what's out there but you got to fight that with okay not getting distracted from the core what are we what are we doing so it's also easy to um you know there's there's so many uh tools that come with things like they they promote themselves as coming with all these templates and and templates can be great the problem is is if you know if you just kind of start an agency and you think that you can get away with just using templates well it's like you're not going to be able to do anything You, you you have to come up with the you know your processes your you know the agency needs to sit down and go you know with the team and everyone needs to be involved because if everyone's going to follow them everyone needs to actually understand them and know them and and agree with them and and live by them so you know we found that a a big well i found it a big learning curve and you know i suppose the philosophy i live by now is um you know and i have my staff or the, the team come up to me often with you know they've found a tool or they've found something that they think for them might you know improve their day or might make things more efficient um because you know everyone sees different little tools and they get excited or whatever so they present it to me and you know they'll try and sell it on me and 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 one of the things i've now learned to do is i look at it and say right firstly like we got to look at this from kind of its own level of saying right well what does it actually bring to the agency in terms of value how does that remove the use of another tool not right. add on top of another tool or right. and then as well 
if we were to implement it, um, you know, what is the kind of um, what's the effect of that? You know, how how long is it going to take to actually train people on it? You know, is it a, a brand new tool? Is it going to cost more money? Is it you know, there's so many tools that have these hidden little caveats in them that's like all of a sudden after 90 days they go up in price by you know whatever percent or sure, you know yeah. per header of the agency and you got to look at that when you're only one or two people you know 500 bucks a head isn't so much isn't so bad when you if you grow to 10 people that's a big problem that could be a big problem right so right. you know it's interesting i think um and i think the tool space is only going to get busier so i think it's a big uh challenge um you know Make sure your staff are always tracking time. That's probably the biggest challenge. Yeah. The fundamentals, time, costs, expenses, and then project project management in terms of making sure everyone's actually able to implement uh, or make um, keep track of what's being done and what's done and what's not done and what needs to be done. So, right. yeah, that's probably the biggest advice I'd give any agency owner. That's great. Well, good. Well, Tom, this has been helpful. I appreciate you coming on. Um, certainly recommend checking out SkyPoint, and it's sky, S-K-Y-P-O-Y-N-T.com. We've actually got a new site launching tomorrow. So, Same URL? Yes. Yeah, same URL. Okay. It's uh, We're relaunching tomorrow. We've been uh, That's uh, part of the reason why I'm, I'm still at work at 11 p.m. at night. So <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. Well, that's that's good to know. So you'll, you'll be able to check out the new SkyPoint.com site. Um, anywhere else, Tom, though, that you'd recommend people go to follow you, follow the agency? Yeah, I mean, look, um, you can follow us on Twitter. We do a, we, we've got a Twitter account. We've also got obviously Facebook and you know all the socials. But um, to be honest, LinkedIn, uh, yeah, is also you can add me on LinkedIn if you just look up Tom Pritchard. Uh, yeah, but um, look, we're uh, we're we're just here in Australia. If you're ever flying into Sydney, you'll probably be sca- uh, skimming the top of my noggin as you come in into uh, land in the Sydney airport. So. Um, connect with us and we'd be more than happy to take you for a coffee as you jump off the uh, flight from the US. (laughs) That's awesome. Good stuff. Well, Tom, I appreciate you being here. Thanks for coming on. Awesome. Cheers, Gray.